Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing amazing. And I hope you enjoyed last week's episode and that it was super helpful for you. Again, I got that to you a little later than usual. So nowadays I try to publish every other Monday. And so this one is basically coming on the heels of the last one. Uh, So there's lots going on around here. I am working a lot. Plus, I am getting ready to move. Well, I mean, when I say move, uh, leaving this place for the summer, because the house I live in is um, it's originally a vacation rental. So I need to be out for July and August, and I'll be back in September. This area where I live, it's, it's a really big vacation destination. So it's actually really hard to find year-long rentals. But it's really not so bad because it's also going to be a great excuse, you know, to move around, see friends and family and all that good stuff. We'll be spending a big chunk of the summer in Turkey, uh, a big part of that with my kids and their dad. We still travel as a family. We still do things as a family. And then, and then there will also be some traveling around back in France, Uh, another homeschool gathering in August. And really before I know it, it'll be time to come back here. And um, I will continue to work uh, since I can do that from wherever, but I will take a good chunk of of, uh, August off. So yeah, lots on my plate these days. And the house is a bit of a mess, which is, you know, I'm not going to say it's always like that, but it's often a little like that. So, but now these days, if people come over, I have the excuse of like, oh, but I'm moving soon. So that's, that's how it is. You know, I've actually been wondering about this. (laughs) Um, Like, what would it be like to be an, like a, to be a more organized person? And, and I know as usual, like the way these things work in life is that people who are really tidy and organized, they have different thoughts than I do. You know, <laughs> I think that, you know, my external, um, my, my environment is just a, it's just a reflection of, you know, what I'm thinking, how I'm thinking, the decisions I'm making or not making. So anyway, I thought that it would be a fun challenge for myself to try to start thinking like a more organized person, you know, anyway, <laughs> but it's still, it's still all good. So. Um, last week, we talked all about victim mentality, and actually, it reminded me uh, to tell you this one story. Um, you know, how you know, I was telling you all about how victim mentality can show up in really sneaky, subtle ways, even when you don't indulge in it regularly. So, I was thinking about 
a recent client session um, with a client of mine who's a young expat who is a PhD student here in France. And on this particular day, on this particular session, she was telling me about basically like her future in the next few years, like planning, like planning what she wanted to do with her life. Uh, and the thing is, she would love to be able to stay in Europe. And France is a relatively easy option uh, to work towards that because she's already here studying and she has a pretty predictable path to getting residency here. But as she was telling me all this, she mentioned something but like really in passing, oh, but I don't want to live in France. I don't click with most of the people here. And then she just kept going, you know, moving on with her thoughts and whatever she was telling me. But I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, what's going on here? My coach radar just picked up something. I was like, wait a second. Tell me, like, why are you choosing to think that you don't like France? Like, what's the upside of thinking that? Now, I have to say, this person is really, really smart. And, you know, she's been blowing her own mind with all kinds of aha moments and transformations since we started our work together. It's like, once she realizes something, she just runs with it and moves forward really fast. So, she is not someone that I would say indulges in victimhood very much. And yet, when I asked her that question, she did not even get it right away. Like, I actually had to repeat it three times. She was announcing her opinion on France like it was the news. Like she was just telling me she has brown eyes. It had not even occurred to her that she had a choice in the matter. So what I did was I reminded her of, you know, how our brains function, you know, our brains are like confirmation machines. So that means if you give it a thought, if you give it an opinion, it will go to town coming up with all the evidence for it. And like, you know, all expats in France know, there is no shortage of things to pick on here. <laughs> but really, that's, you know, that's really actually true of expats anywhere, really. But so here is the thing for my client. How much more difficult is her life going to be if she chooses to indulge that thought? If she says, I don't like France and, and I don't like French people and her brain just keeps noticing all the things that bug her about this country and the people here. The thing is, she was not even realizing that she was adopting a thought, a belief that sounded so legit but was actually serving to make her more resentful and basically her quality of life worse, right? So notice how subtle this is. You don't even have to be someone who regularly indulges in victimhood to have thoughts and opinions that are not at all serving you and are actually making your life worse. And not surprisingly for this client, at our next session, she had already created a list of new beliefs um, that she wanted to believe about France, and she was open to the idea that maybe she could learn to like it a little. She was open to believing that perhaps there were also some wonderful people here, and that maybe she'd even met a few of them already. Imagine that. 
<laughs> Aren't our brains so amazing? And I also reminded her, you don't even have to love everything about a particular country in order to build a good life there, right? So that was another thought error. Anyway, I really wanted to share that story with you because I really love it. I think it's so emblematic of what I was trying to tell you last time. So without further ado, let's get to our topic for today. Today, I want to talk about uh, basically how to use emotions when going after your own goals, how to use emotions as like your power supply to go after what you want in your life. Okay. Of course, I'm often talking about emotions in this um, on this podcast because there is so much to say. It is such a vast, such a rich subject, and yet it is also such a misunderstood subject. When you think about it, we are really emotional beings for the most part, even though we'd like to think we're being really rational. So for example, really often when we're making a decision, we usually already know what we want. And we use our reason to justify our choice, as opposed to the other way around, right? You know, we like to think that we're super rational. We, we think that we use reason first and foremost as humans. We do a rational cost-benefit analysis, blah, blah, blah. But really, we don't do that for the most part. We, for the most part, make really emotional decisions. And getting really skilled at using the guidance that our emotions provide can really allow us to go after what we want in life and move forward with certainty and confidence. So, of course, one part of this is around negative emotions um, that I've been talking about already on the podcast recently. You know, we have a tendency to focus on those a lot because they can be really difficult for us as we go about our lives. And I've been giving you ways to think about those and tools to help you process them, especially I'm thinking about, you know, if you want to go back to episode 38, what to do when you feel like shit. Of course, I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. If you haven't listened to that, I would definitely recommend that you do that. But also like just it, my last few episodes, like I would, you know, I would just catch up on all of that if you aren't caught up already. Now, being able to feel everything is a skill. And it is arguably an indispensable skill. So that is one essential facet of this. But emotions are an incredible resource that we can actually exploit to create what we want in life. And when you know how to do that, like how to create inspiring feelings ahead of time, they can really become such a rich resource for you in your own life. Now, what does that mean? Like, what do I mean by that? What does it mean to make your feelings your resource, your power source? So in addition to that essential skill of knowing how to process all emotions and feel all emotions, which we've been talking about, the other layer to this is learning how to feel feelings ahead of time, okay? Like creating emotions on purpose in order to get where you want to go, in order to realize your dreams. So I'm going to unpack this for you a little bit. Now, let's remember this one very basic thing, which is our emotions are what fuel our actions in life. And our actions 
create the results that we have. So you can see how powerful emotions really are in where you want to go. And by the way, even if you are not doing this process intentionally, it is still happening. So you might as well <laughs> learn it and outsmart your brain, right? As always. Um, and what I'm teaching here is a way to actually use them for you so that you're not using them against you, so that you don't get off track and you actually stay focused on your goals. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you have this really big goal. Let's say, you know, you have a business idea that you really want to get off the ground. Now, most people go about this by, uh, you know, like, making a list of all the things you need to do and the administrative stuff and then the marketing stuff and then the market research and maybe like talking it over with friends and, you know, just getting, trying to get all their ducks um, in a, what do you call that? Ducks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> getting all their ducks in a row, um, etc. People usually go about it, you know, through that sort of approach. And then what happens is nine times out of 10 new businesses don't quite get off the ground. And that's usually because people give up before they get there. And here is the thing. This phenomenon has everything to do with your emotions. The reason you start the project is because of an emotion. And the reason you give up is also because of an emotion. So the question is, how can we use our emotions to our advantage to get what we want in life and to, you know, go after these projects and objectives and dreams and all that stuff? So here is how that might work. When you think about this business idea, what if you started first by allowing yourself to imagine it being done? Imagine that you have brought your idea into the world. Imagine the impact of this thing, this service or product that you're wanting to create, like how it will touch individual lives, how it will make people's lives better. Imagine that it's a big success on every level. It is everything you ever wanted it to be. So, really slowing down and allowing yourself to go, to go there. Again, this is before you take any action in the world. So how are you feeling at that future point? Is it maybe proud, confident, powerful, inspired, or maybe a combination of these things? Now, can you actually conjure up those feelings in your body right now? You know, and noticing how they feel in your body. Is it expansive? Do you feel your shoulders go back? Is there a lightness or a sensation of well-being that is coursing through your entire body? It can be anything. This will be really specific to every person. And what if you created that feeling, that sensation already inside of you, and then got to work from there. Do you see how differently things might go if you did it that way? What if your only job 
before you got to work every day was to take a minute to go there first. What if you allowed those feelings to fuel your project? Do you see how that might keep overwhelm and burnout at bay? What we rather tend to do instead is, you know, we're all excited at the start of a new goal. There's lots of novelty involved there. So it's really easy at this point to feel excited and motivated. But then more often than not, we totally underestimate just how much effort it's going to take, how many iterations, how many times we will have to keep taking action, fail, and then get back up again. And slowly but surely, we start getting assailed by all kinds of thoughts like, "Ugh, nobody wants this, it's not working, it's never going to work, might as well call it a day, I'd better just go and get a real job, etc., etc." And of course, these thoughts create feelings of uncertainty, doubt, defeat, frustration, discouragement, etc., etc. And so you end up throwing in the towel. This is what happens when you don't know how to use your feelings as your power supply. Get that? The trick is, it's not to, you know, look at where you want to go from where you are right now, which more often than not just feels intimidating, but to imagine yourself there already and then take the actions as the person who's already achieved that thing. This reminds me of a dear client of mine who was working on her book and it had already taken her way too many years. So the exercise we did together was taking her to the moment when the book was finally published and she was receiving a delivery in her home of the package containing her first few copies. We took her to that moment where she opens up the box, you know, how the finished book feels in her hands, how she feels inside, what she's telling herself, how she's celebrating it with her husband. You know, this stuff is powerful. That mental rehearsal really took her far. And she did end up finally finishing and publishing her book just like she'd wanted. So notice how when we're doing this exercise, we're going at it with all the senses. We are thinking the thoughts, but we're also making it an embodied experience. Incorporating the body and even movement is essential here. And how you do this is, you know, it could be a possibility walk, like imagining yourself as the person who's already achieved the goals that they have and, and taking a walk as that person, that can be really powerful, you know, moving your body at the same time. For me, I really love music and dancing. There's certain music that immediately puts me in that zone. It could be exercise and the high you get from moving your body that you can then use to get into that high vibration place, <laughs> to use a slightly cheesy term. Again, imagine how much more sustainable your efforts will be if you do them from that place. Not only will you avoid burnout and quitting before you get there, the quality of your work will also be higher when you're doing it from the energy of it being done. In the work that I do with my clients, 
I also teach them simple self-hypnosis techniques that can also get them there in a really effective way. Now, this process is also super useful for chunking down your goal or for when you're working on a smaller project. Let's say you're currently working on a book and you know maybe you're just starting the book and you have to first finish the outline. Before you get to work, I would um, suggest that you imagine what it feels like when that outline is done. Like, how do you know it's done? Is it that you save your document on your computer one last time? Is it that you email it to someone to check it for you? Like, whatever that really specific final step is, go there. Then, you know, you can close your eyes, you can take a deep breath, you can relax your body and imagine yourself having already done that thing. And at this point, maybe you're feeling accomplished, you're feeling calm, powerful, and notice how those things feel in your body. And once you get that feeling inside of you, like already, um, now get to work from that place. This is how you stop procrastinating. This is how you start working and making use of your time in a powerful way. So this tool will really help for big and small chunks of work and really help you on the way to where you want to go. And really, when you think about it, the point of a goal is not even so much the thing itself that you want, but the person you will become along the way. So this exercise of of first going into your future and feeling like the person who has what you want today, this is a step that many people skip over, and that is really a fatal mistake. Our unconscious brains are super powerful. So when you're doing a mental rehearsal, you're already building the neural pathways to becoming that person. Seeing yourself already there is the most effective way to achieving what you want. Tapping into those feelings, tapping into that person, that future version of yourself, the resources that that they already have, this will take you so far in realizing your full potential. You know, we tend to really underestimate our feelings and their potential as, a, as an entire culture. So if you are somebody who's always had big feelings, but have not really totally figured out how to make them your ally yet, mastering these skills that I'm teaching you on here, it's really, really, like, really worth it. Your future self will really thank you. Again, you can go back to that recent episode, What to Do When You Feel Like Shit. When you learn that skill and allowing your feelings to guide you in your inner work, in your, on your healing journey, mastering that on the one hand, and then learning to use your feelings to move toward the future you want that I just taught you here. When you combine those things, wow, watch out world. There is nothing you cannot overcome and achieve if you put your mind to it. And as always, this work takes lots of repetition, lots of practice in order to become truly second nature. 
For this, I really think it's indispensable to have someone on your side who can cheer you on and remind you of who you truly are, especially in those moments when you're ready to call it quits. As always, you're welcome to reach out and let me know what's going on for you, and we'll see if I can help. My email is in the show notes. All right, my friends, that is all I have for you today. I will be back next time with my final episode before taking a break for the summer. Um, And of course, what I mean is when I say a break, it's going to be a break from the podcast. I will still be working a good chunk of the summer, like I said earlier, but it will be hard to keep um, recording these since I'll be traveling. All right, I cannot wait to speak to you then. Have an amazing few weeks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your interest and attention mean the world to me. If you'd like to continue the conversation, just hop on over to our Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life Community. See you in there.